the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Milberger's Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. Milton Glick, along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch, and it's a very successful blood drive, but um, we are having a little technical difficulties today, and so uh, we may be forced to go to a best up in just a second, but uh, we're going to hopefully uh, not have to uh, to do that. Uh, I can also just kind of pass the phone around to the gentleman, and they can uh, kind of talk. Hey. Yeah, we're going old school on this bad hey. blood. Yeah, all right, so uh, don't, don't give us a call yet. So let me tell you what's going on here at the nursery. Uh, we've got a blood drive going on, and it's going... I can't hear anything. No, that's right. You, you won't be able to hear anything. <laughs> that, that was the problem. Um, <laughs> the uh, blood drive's going on today, and uh, the uh, commercials that you're going to hear are going to tell you that it goes on to 1.30, but because of the big success, it looks like we're going to go on to 2 or 2.30 uh, at the blood drive. So uh, if you were thinking about coming out but you couldn't make it at that time, come on out anyway. Uh, we had uh, 50 folks that signed up online, which is terrific, and a bunch of folks uh, that are uh, being a part of it. Uh, by just coming up, and uh, so like uh, Curtis is uh, going to be a part of it. He's now waiting for them to call him, and um, we will uh, we'll kind of keep you informed of everything that's going on. Also, on February sixteenth, uh, that's just a couple weeks from now, we've got our big rodeo celebration here at Millburgers, which means that we'll have the um, uh, the, uh, the rodeo tomato will be here. We've got a face painting. Balloon animals, music, food, all kinds of fun stuff. And uh, go to MillburgerNursery.com for more details on that. That's MillburgerNursery.com uh, to uh, to be a part of that. Hey, while I got a second, and while we're waiting for everything to uh, to get kind of fixed up at the station so that we can uh, get back with you, I want to tell you about uh, Spider-Man Pest Control. Uh, Warren Remy and Spider-Man Pest Control have been helping folks since 19. 19- 76. Yep, 1976. They've been uh, your web of protection. And the cool thing about Spider-Man Pest Control, I like to tell the story of how I found out about Warren. Uh, I found out about Warren because I had a friend in the restaurant business, and she had some problems. She told me about Warren. So if you're looking for a good pest control guy, this is the guy. And she told me about Warren because she said that Warren... uh, she had a situation with bats in her restaurant, so her livelihood depended upon getting rid of those bats. So she called one pest control company, and they were unable to help her. 
and she called another pest control company. They came out. They they said they did the job, and sure enough, within a few days, the bats were back. And so she was like, okay, we can't have this. I've got to have a fix. So she called. She heard about Warren Remy, Spider-Man Pest Control. She called him, and he figured out, one, how to fix it, and two, why it kept happening. That's the key. Warren looks for solutions to the problem, not just to kill what's, uh, what's bugging you, but solutions as well. So you can give Spider-Man Pest Control a call and make him the last uh, pest control company you go to because you're so happy. 210-656-3721. 210-656-3721 for Spider-Man Pest Control. And you'll find them online at GoSpiderManPest.com. GoSpiderManPest.com. All right, are you ready to say something? Because I can give you the phone. Yeah, we're high tech. Well, you're reading something. You want to talk about that? Here, I'll. Here you go. Oh, cool. I'm going to pass you over to Jerry. Calvin, just relax. You're doing okay. I'm not used to this high tech uh, uh, technique. Am I on there? You think people are listening? <laughs> I was just sitting here. Uh, enjoying the nice weather out here at Memburgers and seeing the people out here looking around, picking up plants, uh, looking at the, they've still got a lot of good strawberries out here and, um, and, uh, spinach, spinach is about ready to harvest. So you can, you can buy it and harvest it and, uh, and then plant it for a second harvest. That's the reason we grow so much spinach in this area is because you can get a second and a third article, article uh oh, the uh, second and third crop out of it. Yeah. <laughs> I heard uh, this. I'm not used to these newfangled phones. I still use a flip phone. That works for me. But anyway, uh, Calvin spilled the beans this, in this week's column, uh, and a uh, uh, plant winter vegetables now, but it's still too early to plant tomatoes. That's what Calvin says. That doesn't stop people from doing it, but, uh, I wonder if we've got any plants out here yet. No, 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 no tomatoes out here yet. But uh, Calvin talks about the one we selected. Uh, he said that uh, every year I, uh, David Rodriguez and their volunteer teams from Bear County Master Gardeners and gardening volunteers of South Texas identify a new tomato variety that I performed all the other varieties in field testing in that previous year. I'll add uh, Dr. Larry Stein to that uh, group. He's the uh, uh, fruit and nut specialist and vegetable specialist for the Texas AgriLife Extension Service, Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service for, uh, for, uh, for this area. Uh, he works out of Uvalde and, uh, lives in, uh, Rio Medina. But, uh, we always 
plant a, a big bunch of plants out at uh, Versa Farms out at uh, uh, 35 South in uh, 1604, and uh, and then and then evaluate them. And we've been doing that for about 40 years, and uh, they're they're nice to let us uh, come out there and do that. Uh, otherwise, otherwise we wouldn't have these uh, new improved. We we hope they are improved over last year's varieties, but uh, some of last year's varieties that that you that we had will uh, also of course be available this year. Uh, Tycoon, which was a rodeo tomato about two or three years ago. Um, it's a, it will, will be, will be available. Uh, well, for a while there, we thought that the, uh, uh, tycoon was going, they were going to quit doing the seed, making the seed of, uh, of the tycoon variety. But, uh, uh I don't know, I don't know whether that our raising cane with them, uh, so many people, uh, said they liked it. And uh, it's back again this year. Uh, I had a lot of uh, comments on um, Red Deuce uh, and Cal- Calvin said he had a good luck with it too. And uh, we had good luck with it in the greenhouse. We had it in the greenhouse. But uh, this year's rodeo tomato is named Harris Moran. Eighty-eight forty-nine. Uh, I I once said that um, I'd never put another tomato or vegetable on the market with a number. No, uh, we we started all that foolishness with uh, ten fifteen Y uh, onion, and uh, so. Uh, but uh, uh, these uh, these tomatoes that we test are are uh, so new, uh, the new hybrids that uh, haven't been named yet by the company, uh, and so you get first crack at the. Uh, we years ago we tested. We were the first ones to test and recommend. Uh, uh, celebrity, and that's done pretty good over the last forty years. But uh, uh, it, it was originally a number, and then they named it Celebrity, and we promoted it. Uh, uh, Bruce Cates and I uh, were doing uh, uh, doing TV specials on Channel Five Ten. And uh, that was the, the tomato that we recommended on that TV special. Uh, this, but uh, this, with this uh, uh, HM Harris Moran uh, 8849 is a determinate tomato. So, uh, what in our in our in most gardens, it's a, what we call a semi-determinant 
tomato variety, which means that it produces a lot of fruit uh, before the hot weather gets here and then uh, doesn't grow such a big vibe, grow with such a big plant. Um, it's, uh, the plant grows quickly to fill, uh, uh, grows quickly to full size and then concentrates on setting and maturing fruit before the extremely hot weather gets in. There's little chance, uh, uh, let's see, there's little chance for the 8849 to be caught up with without matured uh, fruit when the when the hot summer weather arrives. So uh, that's the that's a good thing about it. That's why we use a determinant varieties to try to out out uh, try to beat out the hot weather and also the uh, also the spider mites when they for sure. So you these these uh, plants were originally available only at at the rodeo, which they will be again this year. And uh, but uh, we found out that a lot of people don't go to the rodeo. Yeah, and so and so they wanted they wanted uh, these rodeo tomatoes to be available in the uh, local nursery, uh, and the they uh, be available in the local nurseries uh, so they wouldn't have to go to the rodeo. Well, uh, we we started as rodeo tomato uh, uh, because of Marinan West used to be the uh, president, I guess, of the rodeo association. Um, and so uh, she encouraged us to... Uh, to have a new tomato every year at the at the rodeo, to to bring people into the rodeo. So in her memory, we still let it be available at the rodeo, at the first uh, at the first. That's why we keep the name uh, kind of a secret and uh, until the rodeo uh, time arrives. Uh, Calvin writes that uh, the best time to tra- place transplants in the garden is around April 1st when the soil and the air temperatures warm up. Uh, if you've t- obtained uh, transplants before then, consider potting them up by placing the transplant in a one-gallon or larger container filled with potting soil and enriched with osmocote. That's very important, osmocote, slow-release fertilizer, until the garden soil warms up. And then the next thing is, the most important thing is, put the containers in the full sun and out of the wind until it's time to plant them in the garden. If temperatures below 40 degrees are forecast, move the containers inside until the weather warms up. Now, uh, we didn't get Calvin the pictures soon enough to get them in. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, to get, get pictures in, in the, 
in the in the um, uh, newspaper. But I'll put some. I'll put. Uh, I'll put some on plantanswers.com next week. So uh, we got to go to a break now, and uh, hopefully we'll join you uh, after we get back. It's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. And we're going to talk about a little something other than plants right now. We're going to talk about blood supplies in San Antonio. The South Texas Blood and Tissue Center has put out the call, and blood is in critically low supply. So how can you help? Millburgers is having their quarterly blood drive Saturday, January 26th. That's next Saturday over at Millburgers, And you can be a part of it by just coming out between 10 and 1.30. Now, Millburgers has doubled the incentive, giving you a $20 gift certificate just for going through the process. And the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center, of course, has nice gifts for you, too, when you donate blood. Here's a tip, too. Just got a little time, but you want to give blood? Go to the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center website, and you can register and make an appointment for the blood drive at Millburgers. So come on out. Check out MillburgerNursery.com for more details. That's MillburgerNursery.com, and we'll see you at the blood drive next Saturday at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Imagine doing one thing that gives you an entirely different perspective about your place in the world. Think it would be worth it? Dennis Prager here inviting you to join me for a 10-day Stand with Israel tour, a tour through the land of Israel in December 2019. Come with me to get first-hand insight into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. Walk the ancient temple step, sail on the Sea of Galilee, and so many more unforgettable moments. Return home inspired, renewed, and empowered. If you've ever dreamed of seeing Israel, this is your opportunity with expert guides and important lectures at key sites. We'll be together in the comfort and safety of luxurious accommodations the whole time. Join me for a life-changing adventure to give you a renewed sense of purpose. Make 2019 the year you go to the Holy Land. Get complete details and sign up for Stand With Israel 2019 at 930amtheanswer.com. That's 930amtheanswer.com. Bodhi Taney, author of the incredible best-selling Zion Chronicles and Zion Covenant series, returns to the setting of Israel in On the Mountain of the Lord, the first book in the new series, The Elijah Chronicles. In On the Mountain of the Lord, Taney teams up with Holy Land history expert Ray Bentley to give her dedicated historical fiction fans a thrilling story set in the world's most sacred and mysterious sites. Come along on a journey from London to the farthest corners of the world with Jack Garrison, a man who has lost his faith after a life-altering and devastating event. Jack is sent on a fact-finding mission in Israel and Palestine, where he's attacked by radical Islamic terrorists and is being tracked down by an enemy who wants to stop him from finding the truth that the Bible's prophecy about the nation of Israel and the world's future is true and unfolding before his eyes. Get your copy now of best-selling authors Bodhi Taney and Ray Bentley's incredible new adventure book, On the Mountain of the Lord, available now at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and wherever books are sold. Two 
210-308-8867, toll free, it's 866-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show, let's see if we can make this work now, we're coming through you to you on an alternate source, so uh, we would, hopefully everything is going okay, and uh, we uh, we will see, so 210, you can hear now, I can hear now, so I don't know if Calvin can hear now, so we'll have to test it out, but I can hear Calvin. Um, all right, so what were, you, uh, what were you talking about? I'm going to go back to you for a sec. Oh, you were talking about the tomatoes. Yeah, we're talking about uh, pomegranate. Right. People out here to buy and, <clears throat> buy and fruit trees, which uh, we've got a good supply of. And uh, uh, this lady was asking about pomegranates, so we've got... Uh, a garnet shash and uh, Kalahari early and pink satin and red skin silk and sharp velvet and Texas pink and wonderful. Uh, they have uh, some of them like Texas pink have edible pink seeds. They're all uh, edible seed to me. Oh, well, I know, but they were talking about the but that, most normal people. But that was the that was the issue on a lot of. I think I think the pomegranate breeding is. Hey, uh, hey, it's it's, it's me. Developing hey. seeds. Hey, I'm sorry. Are you hearing us? Okay, I don't know. Fruit is around. Pulp is around that seed, and uh, yeah, and most people don't want to swallow that seed, but that, that okay. variety is uh, seed seed isn't. Uh, Uh, 
Would you not plant the broccoli transplants now, or would you? Oh yeah, plant? yeah. A green magic. Yeah, I think I. Some some of the uh, the vegetables. I guess you could even plant them through February. But I, I'm thinking if this was, if you wanted to really have a pretty good chance of a good production of anything, I think February first always seems like the best time. Yeah. Potatoes, onions would still. Thank you, Bob. Yeah, uh, something else that will in, in the spring pretty easily, uh, if you don't plant it early in the spring, is lettuce. Yeah. Uh, now, if you're just growing that crop of seed, seed, that's what you want it to yeah. do. When I was I was looking at my planting of the crop of seeding uh, lettuce the other day at the botanical garden, and it's uh, picked a pair of dollars back, and uh, and the uh, lettuce is high quality. Yeah, and it's like the spinach this year. It's uh, almost you, there's plenty. Yeah, know, almost overwhelming. Uh, uh, don't. <clears throat> Yeah, don't pass up any use that you can make of it. <laughs> yeah. Now this grow, growing on the bench out here is, uh, is looking pretty good. And uh, chard, chard is all the greens uh, are doing pretty well out there uh, in the garden with this kind of weather. Yeah. I think the spinach producers out in the winter garden out towards uh, Crystal City are having some trouble with uh, uh, mildew, uh, uh, downy mildew. Really? On spinach. Huh. You know, and that's what we, we in past years I've seen that on the, some of the plants that I have in the garden. Mm -hmm. And then I, then, but then those that I had in half whiskey barrels never seemed to. No, oh, they're good air circulation. But this year, there's nothing. So I think you're right. I think this is, a, in terms of home gardening, this is top spinach here. Yeah. Uh, because it's too well. I see that the uh, this week in the garden, uh, the good to grow is cyclamen. <laughs> They're a little bit late on getting those out. Yeah, but the, the, the this again, the cyclamen has done spectacular. You know, in past years we got have complained a little bit. Every time we have a hot spell, you know, you get if you got some cyclamen a little bit too in the sun, it gets uh, hurt. This year, all of them are just doing really well. So yeah. that's good. I'm thinking I'm gonna get. Uh, we, we've had some construction on our house, and so I tomorrow I'll pick up another 12 uh, cyclamen and put them in the half whiskey barrels in the, in the shade because they're looking good. Well, you've got a good selection here at Oh, yeah, gosh, the colors. And I've seen a, a lot this morning, too. The white really seemed to be popular this morning. It's a, such a pure color. Mm -hmm. There's still... There's still Lots of the oh a whole line of the reds along with the whites too. So, so that favorite color and the pinks, purple, the salmon. Yeah, good selection. And let's see, they'll they'll last till 
through April, three months worth. Now, if you want to take them in the house, then let that stay in the house all, all summer through month. It's hard to have uh, 50 cyclemen in the house, <laughs> four or five every season. I would buy them now and I would plant them after next week. Because you think there's a freeze? Uh, you think there's a freeze? They, they're claiming. Uh, and when they talk to start talking about Arctic uh, vortex coming down, and, uh, it's supposed to be four, so the point, twenty below the yeah, uh, speakers and the USB audio device. Maybe didn't bring the uh, weather forecast page yeah. with the article today. They showed a down as low as thirty degrees. I think Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah, short the end of the week. Mm -hmm. But uh, they, they, they never know about the, the Arctic. Well, we've right. been lucky, you know, we were, uh, was it last week that they were uh, yeah. forecasting and never got below uh, 35. Right. So 35 is about perfect winter for gardeners. If you want the chill hours and it doesn't freeze anything, that, Hopefully we've got all the tropical plants inside. Yeah. Okay. Oh, the pomegranates are low chillers. 100 to, okay. uh, 100 to 200. Okay. Uh, yeah, they are putting on leaves. <coughs> uh, buds is with leaves, so yeah. they're on the pomegranate. And the peaches have started to bloom by Florida peas. Oh, has them? Okay. So we don't, we don't want one of those deadly cold. But... but if it happens this week that it gets below freezing, 32 for a long period of time, uh, it'll it'll suspend the bloom unless unless it gets colder than that. The the buds are sensitive to cold when they begin to sweat, right? So if you heard, yeah, that's always a. Uh, you can end up outsmarting yourself trying to figure out that. Yeah. So you just kind of, sometimes you just say, all right, do your worst. I've done my preparations and go to it. I'm gambling that it won't get down there, or I'm gambling that it won't be there long, or I've gone ahead and covered everything. Yeah. But uh, you can go ahead and, uh, even if you lose some blooms, that's what, what I'm telling you is, on the, uh, if your fruit trees are blooming, um, it's, it could be a blessing to just thin the, thinning the fruit. So you don't have to do it. Yeah, you don't have to manually do it. Well, people don't do it anyway. But they'll have, you'll have bigger fruit, larger fruit. Now that, that Florida King, uh, well, at least, at least mine, I only got one, one tree, but I, uh, it's produced food consistently through these last three or four years, and uh, it's not overproduced, you know, mm -hmm. it's almost like it's been thinned. Yeah. So it's a, it's, a, it's a pretty, so far it's been a pretty ideal backyard uh, fruit tree for San Antonio. Yeah, uh, I, I was fixing to say, as long as I've... As long as I've been watching Florida King, become enamored with Florida King, 
I've never seen it miss a crop because of the trees that he pulled. But, um, and the uh, first time I saw Florida King was uh, with uh, Kenneth Hoffman down in Poteet, uh, Poteet. And uh, that was one of his best speeches down in Madison. They got nice size in your uh Good color. Yeah, good, good taste. Yeah, and then the, uh, they're almost, I think it's semi-clean, really, really peach. It always amazes me that we're so close to clean. Semi-clean. Uh, clean. seeds that are lingering in drawers or sheds. Uh, that, that includes blue bonnets too. If you, when you plant blue bonnets at this time of year, of course you're supposed to plant them in the fall. But when you plant them in the spring, when people, people are always around Lubbock and, uh, and further north, always ripe and want to plant blue bonnets. But, but they freeze out in the, in the winter when it gets below 10 degrees. So uh, we, we did some experiments with uh, Dr. Roland Roberts uh, in Lubbock uh, several years ago. And the best blue bonnet he had was planted in the spring, like a, like a spring seedling. And so uh, you can get away with it. Planting those like that. Well, you, you, didn't, you didn't particularly name any any uh, of the wildflower seeds, but a uh, larkspur and uh, blue bonnets and 
Coriopsis is always fair game. And you can throw Cosmos out there. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, it's just so they don't go. We don't get any real cold weather. Yeah, right. Even Zinnias have reaped in D.C. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Anyway, uh, we've got the maroon poppies here at Melbourne. Oh, uh, two inch six, and six, six packs and four and a half inch. Yeah, we, uh, they just planted some in the hummingbird. You know, I saw they were out there planting up <clears throat> stocks and dianthus and alyssum. Uh, uh, yep. Lots of good uh, winter butterfly plants. Yeah, we planted uh, four and a half inch over at uh, uh, David and his crew planted uh, over at the uh, children's garden Thursday. That's what you were telling me TSA there. So we can cull them uh, and select. Well, burnt ones? Flat. <laughs> if we see a burnt orange, I'm going to save it for a I'll start it. I'll start it. Well, you better be careful because I I suspect he's told some people that this is burnt orange and it has <laughs> not. Now, I, I planted mine in a row in the race bed. Oh, good. Yeah, so just for that same same reason. Just to, they look good. I yeah. mean, the, the, the track lights look good, especially that four and a half. Yeah. And, uh, they're kind of, they're kind of, uh, what do we what do we call that one? Rosetting. Yeah. Yeah, but they're uh, those even that I've planted are good in the And they won't freeze. That's good. They won't freeze. So uh, we're hopefully if everything goes well. Uh, and David and his volunteers, David and his master gardeners are also going to have them at the rodeo. Okay. So you know, those of you come in for the rodeos can get your tomato up to get you see the paper. Uh, Calvin let the cat out of the bag. Did, did he? Okay. Well, I have some. You have some already? Yeah. Right. Well, I didn't tag them rodeo tomato. <laughs> <laughs> they made you take them. Are they out here? No, I wouldn't put tomato out here. Oh, okay, because I didn't, yeah, I didn't see they're, it. They're the greenies. HM8849. 8849. Yeah. HM. And we, and we got instructions on potting up on the article today in the Express News, but also plantanswers.com. Yeah. Lots of articles. That's where I was hitting. I just wasn't going to call it that. But uh, I did get in some tomatoes uh, for people to go ahead and pot into gallon cans. So Good. Celebrity and that one. That'd be nice. And those so you're doing you're doing what we tell people to do. And we buy smaller tractors. I, I listen most of them. Oh, we used to drive plants and step them up. We used to uh, alert everybody that uh, if you uh, you know if you're living in a small town, small town newspaper, they always had first tomato of the year. Uh-huh. And without fail, that first tomato of the year came from potted up. No, yeah. Yeah, because they, you know, their climates, they protect it, they pot them up just like we're talking about, of course, it's a little later in the season. And what we're, we're talking about, even here, the, the soil is uh, too cool right now and the air is too cool. Um, 
really, really have a good performance. Generally, what will happen, they won't die, they'll just stare at you. This stand, this uh, stunt. Yeah, this uh, I call it hardening up, which may not be an actual. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so, but if you put them in those containers, put them in full sun, but out of the wind, it's amazing how fast. Oh, yeah. They continue that growth rate that they had in there. Those black pots uh, absorb the sun and the heat. In fact, it can get to be an issue. Uh, you don't you don't want them to get to the point where they're uh, not able to, the pot can't control can't, uh, support the bigger oh plant. Yeah. yeah so hopefully the weather will uh, we'll be able to plant them in uh, well what would we have we might need to plant probably plant some in March early March mm -hmm. April is pretty ideal but uh, you got you got them potted up. Some on March 1st and some on March 15th, and then yeah, if you don't if you don't believe us, plant some in the soil and plant some in, in pots and put them by the and then kill some by the garden and watch watch them grow. Watch the difference in the growth. Of course, if you do plant them in the garden, some people like to go ahead and do. Uh, be sure to use some of that uh, protective cloth around. Insulators. Insulate. Uh, to give you four to five degrees cold protection and more importantly, the wind protection. Because uh, this front that's coming in Tuesday and Wednesday, all this cold weather is supposed to come with high winds. And the last several fronts are retained. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bulverde Road. And we're going to talk about a little something other than plants right now. We're going to talk about blood supplies in San Antonio. The South Texas Blood and Tissue Center has put out the call, and blood is in critically low supply. So how can you help? Millburgers is having their quarterly blood drive Saturday, January 26th. That's next Saturday over at Millburgers, And you can be a part of it by just coming out between 10 and 1.30. Now, Millburgers has doubled the incentive, giving you a $20 gift certificate just for going through the process. And the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center, of course, has nice gifts for you, too, when you donate blood. Here's a tip, too. Just got a little time, but you want to give blood? Go to the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center website, and you can register and make an appointment for the blood drive at Millburgers. So come on out. Check out MillburgerNursery.com for more details. That's MillburgerNursery.com, and we'll see you at the blood drive next Saturday at 1604 on Bull Road. Take a moment and rate your lifestyle on a scale of 1 to 10. 1 is a life that's nothing like the life you were promised after getting good grades, a college degree, and a good job in corporate America. 10 is the life of your dreams. If you answered anything less than a 10, tune into the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell's self-made millionaire and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited will show you how to live the life of your dreams and pay for it with passive income. The Dell Wamsley Show, weeknights at 9 on 930 AM, The Answer. 
If you're listening to this station, I can tell we have a few things in common. You care about this country, your family, and your faith. My name is Dixie Bishop, owner of Texas Plumbing Diagnostics. We'd like the privilege of serving you when you have a plumbing problem. That's what the diagnostics is all about. With our skilled licensed plumbers and leak detection technology, we can find that hidden leak that's affecting your foundation or turning your yard into a swamp. We at Texas Plumbing Diagnostics are not on commission. Our flat rate pricing will cover it all. And of course, we do it all, from water heaters and softeners to stopped up drains and new gas lines. See why Angie's List has given us the Super Service Award seven years in a row. Or read our testimonials at our website, tpdtx.com. Call us at 210-698-9790. That's 210-698-9790. Texas Plumbing Diagnostics. We respond to your emergency. Stat 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. I couldn't speak. I'd walk. 150 over 90, and I had a stroke. This is what high blood pressure sounds like. You might not feel its symptoms, but the results from a stroke are far from silent. Get back on your treatment plan or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhpp.org. Head to toe, everything's changed. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. This is David Davenport of the Hoover Institution for townhall.com. Perhaps you've heard about the Green New Deal. It's freshman Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's revolutionary scheme to reinvent the American economy. She calls it the Great Society, the Moonshot, the Civil Rights Movement of our generation. But look deeper and you'll see different colors, the blue of progressivism and mostly the red of government spending and debt. The proposal calls for a breathtaking $90 billion in green initiatives. Even mainstream Democrats are hesitant about this sweeping effort to reinvent the economy and eliminate income inequality. But media darling Ocasio-Cortez will make it front and center. The first New Deal turns out not to have solved the Great Depression as we once thought. We hardly need a new one. Is it green? Yes. Is it utopian? Yes. But mostly it's the same old liberal blue of government spending and the red of more debt. I'm David Davenport. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer 210-308-8867. But I accidentally just gave it out. Don't give us a call. We're okay. We're having technical difficulties here, uh, so uh, I, I apologize for the quality of the sound. Uh, we'll get it fixed uh, as soon as we can. We'll probably go to a best of next hour. So I uh, hope you enjoy that. I'm going to give the uh, the the phone uh, that we're broadcasting on over to Trace and uh, let him uh, tell you a little bit about some of the stuff that's going on here. Okay, so we have a adult seminar on, I believe, the 16th uh, for uh, uh, plant cleanup. It'll be conducted by David Rodriguez, so he'll talk about what to cut back, how to cut it back, what to fertilize it with, and compost it with to get the best results for spring greenup. Uh, we are going to have our rodeo event. I think that's the same, same day? Same day. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to have all kinds of things going on, including ponies. We're going to have a pony ride. We're going to have uh, Chili by Nature's Creation. We're going to have uh, face painting. Um, it's going to be a great day, so we'll head on out for that. And uh, last but not least, the uh, plant of the weekend, weekend, weekend. 
So this is a twofer. Um, we got in some kiwi plants. So we needed a, a male and a female, and we've got both. And these are hardy kiwis. They run $19.99. They are in the same pot as the hops. So they're a four-inch by about nine-inch pot. And uh, this would be a great uh, accent to any garden or fence line even. And uh, thank you. Kiwis. Hardy kiwis. All right, so that's all the stuff that's happening on here at Millburger. So what we're going to do is we're going to get ready to do a best of while we try to fix it. And, again, I apologize. I'm guessing that we'll have this fixed up by tomorrow. Again, though, everybody, I do want to thank everybody that is coming out to the blood drive and supporting it today. It's uh, been a big success uh, so far. And uh, uh, it's uh, Curtis, did you get any texted you? Oh, so I'm okay. Good, okay. So that didn't take too long. So they're they're kind of over promising, uh, under promising, and over delivery. Because they told Curtis it'd be uh, about a half hour or so, and yeah, he's easing it out. That's pretty cool. Alrighty, let's see what else. Um, I think I'm gonna give this over to Jerry. You wanna kind of take us out? You got something to talk about? No. Okay, here you go. <laughs> Uh, I wanted to add a little to bit to count. We were talking about wind a while ago, how important it is to protect these young plants from wind. Uh, Calvin says if temperatures below 40 degrees are forecast, move the containers inside until the weather warms up. I would also add to that maybe 15 miles an hour wind, 59 mile an hour wind, Unless you can put them in the sun in a protected, you know, the north wind is what's coming in. Yeah, it depends on which way the wind's coming. But uh, don't don't overlook that uh, that wind damage. And uh, if you get a chance, uh, stop by and uh, Kevin got a good article on planting winter vegetables now. And... Um, and uh he talked about the maroon poppy and the cyclamen and uh talked about it should it should now be clear where the live wood ends and the dead wood begins on uh, most of your Esperanza, Duranta, uh Thoralis, Citrus and other cold damaged plants. However, you might want to wait until after this week and see how cold this uh, cold is going to be. Some of the cold damage is uh, up and down the stem. And uh, if, if you if you're not sure if you're not sure what's green and what's what's dead, uh, just leave it leave it all alone until you begin to see sprouts. Um, I mean, uh, see the buds. And especially with citrus. So uh, there's no hurry to prune it back. And after you prune, uh, once you make those cuts, uh, it's going to force buds, especially on uh, on citrus. Uh, All right, we're, we're switching everything. Still trying to get fixed up here. Uh, while we're doing that, let me take a second and talk to you about uh, Deccan Patio Care. Uh, Barry Hagendorf, gosh, we, we talk about uh, these people like, uh, we talk about Spider-Man 
has been doing this since 1976. Barry Hagendorf and Beckham Patio Care have been helping uh, deck owners to uh, restore, clean, seal their decks, gosh, since the early 80s. And again, we're very fortunate because deck, uh, deck and Patio Care and Barry Hagendorf is considered one of the experts. Barry has tried a whole bunch of different things, learned a bunch of stuff, and you can take advantage of that when you, um, when you call them up or go to uh, deckandpatiocare.com. And I encourage you to do that. And here's the reason why. Go to deckandpatiocare.com, and you can see what your deck might look like. That's kind of the before picture. And then you can see what it looks like after they get through uh, with it over at Deck and Patio Care. Uh, and, you know, Barry's uh, line in his commercial is absolutely true. Your deck really can look new again. Um, he does a terrific job. He's uh, well-respected and trusted. Go to deckandpatiocare.com. That's the place to go to learn more, deckandpatiocare.com. All right, well, we're going to begin to uh, kind of wrap up here, uh, and uh, I'm not sure we're going to get this fixed in time, but we'll go to Best Of and kind of uh, go to an old show, but get you good information nonetheless. So we hope you'll uh, uh, continue to listen to that. Otherwise, you can come on out to Millburgers. The blood drive is going to go on today till 2.30. Going on today till 2.30. So you can um, uh, still give blood today for quite a while. All right. Well, we're going to wrap it up. We'll see you uh, hopefully in a little while. If not, we'll see you tomorrow on 930 AM, The Answer. This is 9.30 a.m. The answer is service of Salem Media Group. KLUP, Terrell Hills, San Antonio. This is 9.30 a.m. The answer. News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Bob Agnew with Washington. At the United Nations in New York, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo says scenes of misery have become commonplace in Venezuela under the leadership of Nicolas Maduro. Millions of children are suffering from malnutrition and starvation. Thanks to a socialist experiment that caused the economy to collapse. Russia's U.N. Ambassador Vasily Nebesny, also speaking through an interpreter, said the question the U.S. has put before the Security Council today is out of line. Venezuela does not represent a threat to peace and security. If anything does represent a threat to peace, it is the shameless and aggressive actions of the United States and their allies aimed at, at the ouster of the legitimately elected president of Venezuela. President Trump signing a bill yesterday that temporarily reopens the federal government, ending the longest shutdown in U.S. history at 35 days. As soon as the president agreed to reopen the government, even before Congress figured out how to meet his demand for a border wall. All in favor say aye. Aye. The Senate voted and then the House on a three-week deal to fund the government. That's Washington correspondent Jackie Quinn. But as correspondent Wally Hines reports from Capitol Hill, now the hard work of actually negotiating a deal on border security gets underway. Senate Democratic Leader Chuck Schumer. It reopens the government without preconditions. 
and gives Democrats and Republicans an opportunity to discuss border security without holding hundreds of thousands of American workers hostage. Majority Leader Mitch McConnell calling on Democrats to stay true to their pledge. Negotiate in good faith on a full year of government funding that would include a significant investment in urgently needed border security measures, including physical barriers. The president warning that he has what he calls very powerful alternatives if Congress can't reach a deal. As Wally Hines reporting from Capitol Hill, more from townhall.com. 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. Good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Garden in South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Milton Blick along with Dr. Calvin Finch. Echo, echo, echo. I think it went away. Oh, yeah, good. it went away. Cool. Thank you. Thanks, Ashley. All right, 210-308. You're not hearing anything? Well, that's weird. There's no echo, though. No, there is no echo. All right, where are you? All right. You're hearing anything now? Still nothing? All right. How about now? No, no? Okay. Here, let's switch for a second. All right, 210-308-8867 is our number, 210-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. About 1 o'clock, Greg Grant's going to be visiting with us, and uh, we will uh, talk to him, find Sorry, out what's going Giovanni. on, and find out the more Vizis about Pelias these Eddie Maroon. And a double bill market, of Tchaikovsky's huh? yeah. collusion and with uh, David Rodriguez. Heath uh-huh. Peters reported. It's Aggie collusion. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, we'll talk to him about that. That'll be fun. And uh, we will uh, talk to him. He said we could also talk about dogs, uh, Facebook, anything we want to talk about with Greg. He'll talk to us. Okay. So that'll be good. Okay. You say the same Greg we know, huh? Yep, same Greg. Okay. We'll no, talk. Greg has changed. He has? He's gotten mature. He's married. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's back in the extension service. Yeah. Tyler, with Tyler, right? Yeah, so. Here, y'all keep be, talking for a second. It should be an interesting right? story. Cool. Uh, what's going on? So, Milton's trying to figure out the equipment, huh? We're okay, y'all. Y'all keep talking. Right. <laughs> I'll figure it out. Okay. Uh, they've got everything covered out here for, from for that. <laughs> yeah, they were. Uh, that helps, Milton. They were pretty conservative because uh, most of most of the. Uh, oh yeah, it's working now. <laughs> most of the weather places. Uh, there we go. <laughs> you got to plug it in. Didn't uh, didn't forecast a freeze. Yeah, this this is a low area out here. They get colder, a little bit colder in San Antonio. I'll look for the uh, forecast because we've had some people that have come up and talked about uh, worried about the freeze. Now I don't know what they're they've been worrying about it since Tuesday when the original forecast came out or whether they're yeah. What a lot of people are worried about and. Uh, uh, I, I'm not worried, but uh, I have the same thing occurring on a lot of plants that we cut back, uh, like Esperanza and... Uh, Which we told people fusion. they shouldn't cut back. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah. But, I don't... Uh, maybe he was... 
Maybe we better write this down so he'll remember this for next year. <laughs> not to let. Uh, not, but not it, to. anyway, they're coming. They're 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 sending up sprouts from the ground. So are the uh, citrus, the lime, the limes, yeah. and the and the. Uh, and so people are worried. Uh, should they cover them or protect them? Uh, uh, but I I don't think things like uh, Esperanza and things like that they'll. I don't think they'll just free. They may freeze the top of that new growth off. Yeah. Well, but it, you won't have to worry about them killing the plant. If you expect it to be uh, below thirty degrees, uh, I definitely. I think I would cover though the limes and the lemons. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, because they're they're pretty vulnerable right now, especially so when they got that new growth. On. Yeah. So here's the forecast from the National Weather Service: sunny today, high near fifty-nine. Mm-hmm. East-northeast wind. Not yet. Uh, no, around five miles per hour becoming south-southeast. Uh, this evening clear with a low around 37. Oh, okay. Perfect. That's, that's no problem. Perfect. Uh, and uh, sunny tomorrow, high near seven, uh, 64. And then increasing clouds Monday night with a low around 53. But you're right. Tonight will be perfect viewing for the... Uh, for the moon. Yeah, the blood wolf moon. But, but you'll have to stay up l- later than 8, 8 or 9 o'clock at night. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's not going to work. Wow. If, it, if, it doesn't ha- if, if it doesn't happen uh, before 9 o'clock, I, <laughs> I'm happen. out of business. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. I get to Luby's at 5 or 4.30 for the early bird special. <laughs> I'll get me home around 5, 6. Yeah. Yeah, I, I should be okay. I, I, I think there'll probably be plenty of video on TV. I will. There probably will, but it'd be much more exciting to see it live as happening. It, the full moon was bright last night. You yeah, know, they it was. said it's going to be brighter, but it was it was very bright last night. On I um, guess it wasn't completely full, but it looked full to me. You won't be able to see the next one until 2021. Two, yeah, two more years. Yeah. Is so, that, you think we got two more years? No. Yeah, y'all got two more years. <laughs> so, you know, do whatever you want to do tonight. They also <laughs> said that there's not much difference. This was interesting between uh, the, from one lunar eclipse to the other. Yeah. So if you see tonight, according to the, this uh, website I was on, uh, it's just like viewing every other lunar eclipse in history. Oh, okay. Yeah, so. So are they discouraging it? <laughs> no, I know. It's kind of like, yeah, okay, I saw it two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I, I see it. Sounds like maybe it, it doesn't. It doesn't completely go away, does it? It's just a shadow over the moon. Uh, yeah, that's when I guess we'll have to have someone call who's. Or you'll have to watch it. Yeah, yeah. You'll just have I to mean, see it doesn't so. completely go away like a. Sun eclipse. No, maybe. I don't think so. I think it's the shadow and then the, yeah, the red. The and the, uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, but if you're a, uh, if you are an astronomer and you can a lunatic. Yes, a lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hate to call out for all lunatics to give us a call, but uh, but they already do, so that's not a problem. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. Now, and James, James says, that he, as far as he knows, it doesn't affect your gardening yeah although he's going to plant lettuce by the eclipse and see what happens there you go a healthy test so if you are an astronomer or you can tell us a little bit about tonight's uh uh, lunar eclipse that'd be great 210-308-8867 i um like i said somebody came up a while ago said that they'd bought one of those uh charming uh 
charming uh, hibiscus of Mr. Moy's at the at the Festival of Flowers, mm-hmm. and uh, he said it bloomed for him so pretty good. And uh, then it fr- the first freeze froze the froze the leaves off, and uh, now it's putting out new sprouts up all of all up and down the the stem. That, so it sounds like it was a little confused, huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I we we got a lot of uh, you know, Mr. Moore after he left the San Antonio Botanical Garden, went over to Mercer Arboretum over around uh, Houston, and uh, he took a lot a lot of his uh, hibiscus with him. And uh, so we, we, we decided to uh, get some of his hibiscus to, uh, that, that he saved, and we, we, we got them from uh, Mercer Arboretum. Mm-hmm. One of my volunteers uh, uh, rode back and forth uh, to, to a person over to Mercer, and so we got cuttings and and rooted uh, the, some of his hibiscus, there, and, and, and they were labeled. And uh, the one called Charming, that, it, that Mr. Moore named Charming, I guess, uh, 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 was one of those. And we, put them, we had them out in the greenhouse. Well, perennial hibiscus generally go dormant when the days go shorter. And lose all their leaves and die down to the mm-hmm. ground. This thing did not. Charming did not. Well, then that is consistent with the behavior. Yeah, that's that consistent the gardener with his too. behavior. And uh, I looked. I looked for charming in the in the books. I've got a write up uh, with Mister. A lot of pictures of Mister Moy's. Uh, uh, crosses that he made, hibiscus and and others, other things, and I could not find a picture that matched Charming. Now I don't know whether he bred a new one over there, but I can't figure out what he used to to breed them to that that would give it that. I mean, it holds leaves right into the winter. What's well, up? the others are gone dormant. I thought it kind of looked like a he crossed it with a Confederate rose, uh-huh. which uh, stays stays going longer. But uh, I guess it'll be a mystery as to exactly what he used to cross. But anyway, uh, those of you who have the charming, and it is sprouting out new, new, newly lost the first. It's for cold tolerant, cold susceptible. Uh, then, then I would I would go ahead and uh, give it a little protection. These these are in a uh, his uh, was in a pot, so he could move it move it to uh, a protected location. And so uh, I I would protect those new buds because. Uh, uh, I don't think it'll kill it to freeze it again, but uh, it may weaken the plant. 
So anyway, that's uh, but uh, the thirty fives uh, that they're talking about uh, are not going to do any harm. And and uh, so uh, you might want to do that. Uh, I'm looking at uh, Cal- oh, Calvin got a good article yesterday in yesterday's paper about uh, oak wilt, a problem uh, and oak wilt problems. That uh, pretty well gives the history and the. Uh, the remedy or the preventive Prevent. measures that you can follow to uh, prevent oak wilt from uh, coming onto your property, and this is a very this is a very concerning situation for people uh, people in the in the area uh, that have uh, live oaks, and uh, he talks about uh, oak wilt and also. Uh, uh, ball moss, and he reminds us that uh, February is is the month that uh, that uh, if you want to get chemically get rid of your ball moss, uh, it's time to uh, spray them in February with uh, with a, um, a coside product. It's solar coside. It's copper hydroxide. Uh, which is sold as COSIDE, K-O-C-I-D-E, is sold as uh, COSIDE, and that's uh, to be sprayed on uh, in February. And it, the, way, the way it works is uh, you spray it on in February and wait for the rains of spring to actually do the killing. In other words, move it into the into the uh ball moss structure but so it, it doesn't you don't spray it on and it fall off immediately uh, in 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 February so you have to it, it'll fall off over a period of time now if you've got somebody taking the ball moss off of your tree uh, especially if it's very thick, I would go ahead and re- uh, let you recommend that you let them do that. In other words, thin out the the, the accumulations of ball moss because uh, you you what you're trying to do is is get those remaining live ball moss uh, sections uh, covered with the uh, uh, copper hydroxide. That's if you don't want, don't your, uh, you don't care for its looks, and you want to get it taken off your tree. Well, that, nobody cares for it. Oh look. yeah, I mean it's it's one of those, uh, it's one of those uh, parts of nature in Central uh, Texas. Uh-huh. No, <laughs> I'll, I'll get the ladies to call in. Did you Calvin. see these? It looks like these are blooming up there. Yeah. Oh, the ball moss is blooming. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, that, that's what happened uh, in February and March uh, when you spray them is that they, they sent out a little bloom, little bloom pipe. There, it, it's funny that article stimulated a bunch of emails. Did it? Yeah, and, and but the the theme is kind of different. There's nobody questioning 
or you know, but questioning that it's it is in fact. I mean, the, the ball moss is in fact a problem. Uh, but they're suggesting that uh, you know, if you leave your ball moss on there, more your branches are more likely to break. What from the the rain? <laughs> oh no! And I yeah. And then well, I, if it gets thick, I, I mean, I see it in the hill country where, and you have too. There's just a solid mass of of. Well, in my, in my neighborhood, in fact, the, the either the when we have a windy, rainy period. Yeah. It uh, some branches with ball moss fall, but not that's usually not the pattern. Mostly, it's just the. Ball moss falls off. Yeah, right. So you get all of that, and then let's see. Oh, and then the other the other thing is the uh, blocking the sun. Yeah, it does that. It does that. Yeah, that's you have to, that's yeah. way it's detriment to the tree. And so that was a uh, that was a question they brought up. <clears throat> I I said that well, I see that as kind of an unusual situation. Yeah, yeah, and the. Uh, Hardly ever blocks the sun on the utility lines. So. <laughs> oh, well, you know the the, the uh, it, it slows down the flow of uh, electrodes. Yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> you know the the other thing we I was just I was noticing on the in my neighborhood the bulb moss is uh, it's uh, it's almost on anything that's not growing fast. Crepe myrtles, mm-hmm. mesquite for sure, uh, cedar elm even. Uh, almost all of the the trees doesn't seem to be grown on Texas red oak, but uh, those are generally younger in the, in our neighborhood. But any of the older trees that have kind of reached their their t- tall, you know, like the crepe myrtles that are not going to get any bigger. Yeah, they got uh, so it's it's a it is an interesting plant, but it is I think it's a little different than the reaction we used to get. 15 years ago when we wrote about ball moss, or maybe 20 years ago when we wrote about ball moss, a lot of people are have accepted that it's not a, pro- a direct threat and uh, but they're, you know, and also accepted that if they if they want to get rid of it there are some options. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Alright, 210-308-8867. It's time for us to take a break. And while we do, give us a Already, call. Already, Melton? It is. Time's flying by. 210-308-8867. We got more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up. Live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery. It's a beautiful day here. Crisp breeze, nice and sunny. So come on by and visit with us at 1604 and Boulevardy Road. Back in a moment on 930 AM, the answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road, where the blood drive is still going on today till 1.30. So you can come on out and donate blood today till 1.30. We're going to make this a big success 
Why? Because blood is in critically low supply here in San Antonio. And so Millburgers has stepped up and lots of your neighbors have stepped up to donate blood today at the nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. When you go through the process of trying to donate blood, Millburgers will give you a $20 gift certificate just for going through the process, even if you can't give blood. And if you can, the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center has a nice gift for you, too. So come on out today, 1604 on Boulevardy Road, today till 1.30, and donate blood at Millburgers Quarterly Blood Drive. By the way, you can learn about this and all the great activities that are going on at Millburgers by going to millburgernursery.com. That's millburgernursery.com, where you'll find about all the events that are happening at the nursery. millburgernursery.com. Need a break from the sound bites and the talking heads? Do you want information you can actually use? Information that'll change your life for the better? Then listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell will show you how to retire in two to five years. Your age doesn't matter. Turn off the pundits and turn on the passive income. Tune in to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. The Dell Wamsley Show, weeknights at 9 on 930 AM, The Answer. Finding great discount deals has just gotten easier through the Marketplace San Antonio page at 930amtheanswer.com. If you're looking to replace the windows in your home, Advanced Custom Windows has a great deal for you. Purchase a voucher valued at $17,100 for the marketplace value price of $10,000. Minimum 12 windows and a maximum of 18. See clearly from your home thanks to Advanced Custom Windows. Additional windows can be purchased at an additional cost. At the Marketplace page at 930amtheanswer.com. The Cal Thomas Commentary is brought to you by Values Through Media. Now here's syndicated columnist Cal Thomas. President Trump now says he will wait until the partial government shutdown is over before delivering a State of the Union address. Some say he's caved to Speaker Nancy Pelosi, who withdrew her invitation for him to speak. So where are we in all this? 800,000 federal employees remain off work, missing a second paycheck. Sure, they'll eventually be paid, but many have bills that are due now, including mortgage or rent payments. Members of Congress get paid, but this is all about politics and their respective liberal and conservative bases. It all reminds me of a popular song from years ago. The games people play every night and every day, never saying what they mean, never meaning what they say while they while away the hours in their ivory towers till they're covered up with flowers in the back of a black limousine. That fits the current mess in Washington, don't you think? God sits in his heaven and laughs. The rest of us put our head in our hands or tune out. It's pathetic. I'm Cal Thomas. For a free copy of today's commentary, visit calthomas.com or write us at Values Through Media, P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. That's P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. Please specify the date and subject. Your tax-deductible gifts to Values Through Media help support us. Listen again next time for the Cal Thomas Commentary. Sweet strawberry icing. You're in goodwill and just past that vintage denim jacket you spot. Miniature donut earrings. You lean in. Ah, that's the scent of shopping success. Because at Goodwill, every item you buy funds local job training and more. So bring home those donut earrings and bring home so much good to your community. Goodwill. Bring good home. Brought to you by Goodwill and the Ad Council.
And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. All right. I don't know if you're hearing me or not. 210-308-8867 is our number. And we're back live. So I'm going to fix this because you're not hearing anything either, are you? All right. 210, that's probably on me. You unplugged everything. There we go. How's that? Yeah. 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 Woo. Did you plug it in? We're plugged in now. All right. 210-308-8867. Yes. uh, Tilly just means does does this mean she can't go home now? Yeah, Tilly was ready to go home. So this is no longer a best of. It's it's not a worst of. I'm just saying, you know. uh, Pretty close. (laughs) We will not be playing this as a best of. All righty. So listen, I know there were folks that were calling uh, because Al was telling me that people tried to call in. I had some questions, but we couldn't make it happen. So give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, and toll free, it's 866-308-8867. So you said uh, you went to the, the fruit tree giveaway. Yeah. Well, uh, they're not calling it fruit giveaway anymore. Oh, oh, oh. They're calling it adoption. Oh, oh so my people, goodness. People are adopting uh, free fruit trees. Really? What varieties did they have? Because that was oh, a, good stuff. Oh man, who's giving it away? Oh, who's the forestry? Who's adopting oh. them? Or who's adopting fruit the forestry service? Oh. Fruit tree. I'll be doing. Oh, yeah, you know they've done it in the past. Yeah, and uh, had a had a had a good crowd down there. Yeah, they get good crowd for those things. And it's funny well, how that is. If you give something, yeah, you know, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. People seem to come out for that. And Mark, Although, and hey, Mark Peterson and I were the, on the stage, if you would call it that, mm-hmm. and uh, answering questions that that, that they, they would write on cards. And so uh, they were writing, they were asking some good questions. And uh, so I got about half of those cards that I, I brought that we'll delve into tomorrow. I yeah, guess. we'll go into them. Uh, all right. We've we got a question already. Oh, all right. So we'll talk more about Let's see if we can make this work. Sharon is on the line at 210-308-8867. Sharon, our fingers are crossed. Thanks for waiting. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you. Yay. We hear you, Sharon. It's a miracle. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, the miracle was Charles Martelli came up here and said, get that thing fixed. And all of a sudden it was fixed. I don't know how that happened. So, yes, ma'am. How can we help you? I, when I pulled my tomatoes this fall, uh, I noticed some of them had the nematode on the roots. Uh-oh. The uh, uh, big knot had knots on the roots. Yes, and I'm wondering about that soil. What can it be? I mean, I'm going to. It's in pots, and so I'm taking it out and putting it in fresh pot uh, soil for those because that's where I usually grow my tomatoes. But oh, that, it was in it was in containers. Yeah, it was in containers. And and it was just in certain containers, right? Right. Mm-hmm. That's wasn't in all of them. Well, it was in the container. I'm not sure exactly where. I just saw it after, uh, and I know it come. Some of the containers that come out of, and they were some older soil that I've used for several years. Okay, good. Uh, you and, uh, you just need to get rid of that. Okay, but what put it around your good? shrubs and things. 
is it good for growing any kind of bulbs or anything yet? Oh. Uh, I was thinking about it. I, I still haven't planted my tulips. I was going to put use that for like the yeah, tulips. Yeah, it shouldn't. Uh, never told them about the tulips, I don't think. Uh, well, if you want to be real conservative, you can just uh, throw it away, put it in a, in a garbage bag and put it in the in the garbage. Or either use it around shrubs as a mulch. Well, I just, uh, I've got some places in my yard that I need to fill in, too, which I eventually okay. use it in. But I was just wondering uh, yeah. if I could use it, you know, like that right now for... You could grow onions. You could grow onions in it. Sweet corn. Oh, yeah, well. Lawn grass. <laughs> okay, well, that's... These are containers. Oh. Um... I'm thinking about onions will be great in there. That's uh, that's what I did. I, I've identified, just like you did, Sharon, with uh, the tomatoes last year. I identified a mm-hmm. patch of about uh, eight foot long, and that's where I planted the onions this year. And boy, they they seem to be doing fine. Oh yeah, they won't yeah. bother onions. Did you did you throw away those roots though? Those tomato roots? Oh, but yeah, I threw the tomatoes away. Good. Uh, because sometimes, uh, sometimes we just put them in the compost pile, yeah. and that's no. I didn't. That, uh, mo- most of our piles are not hot enough to deal with nematodes. No, I, I didn't. Uh, I usually don't put my my plants like that in the compost pile. Mm. Good, just, good girl. Uh, so you think I shouldn't use it for the bulbs? I think you can use it on bulbs, uh, but I'm just saying. On, I'm, on I'm thinking about gladiolas uh, uh, and tulips and uh, some of the spring bulbs. Well, are you going to ever want to use that soil for something else where that that nematodes might affect it? I always yeah, I, I don't. I want to use it for something where it wouldn't. Uh, what I wouldn't use for gardening stuff again. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I said, around, com, uh, mulches around uh, shrubs and things like that. Yeah. You won't have any so, problem with shrubs. Yeah, well, I don't have any shrubs, so <laughs> right now. You don't have any shrubs. Well, you don't, you don't want to use it around figs. Right. Some, some shrubs. Around what? Are, oh, f- figs are notorious for... Uh, being oh, affected really? by nematodes, yeah. How about citrus trees? I don't, no, I don't think so. I don't know. I'm 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 afraid of the nematodes. I just oh, yeah. I think it's <laughs> I think it's easier, you know, if you use it in the lawn, I guess that's likely to be okay. permanent for lawn. Or well, I'm just gonna to, I'm gonna clean up fill. the containers and you know, start them over. But, yeah. uh, okay, and then fill I, up. Use it for filling holes in the lawn or something. Yeah, I I know I will use some of it for that because I I had some stuff I'm digging up. Um. So, uh, okay. Well, okay. I just was curious what what it was good for or what it wasn't good for. You know. And, uh, we, can we, Sharon? Can we remind everybody too that there are. Some tomato varieties that are nematode resistant, right? So that so that uh, a lot and of us are face, faced with uh, a section of the garden that it's almost impossible to get completely rid of the nematodes. 
But if you yeah. plant a valley um, cat, yeah, valley cat and tycoon and BHN 968 and celebrity, celebrity, yeah, those four, that, you can do a pretty good yeah. job with those four varieties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't know what what variety I had because I had a vari- a lot of different varieties of tomatoes in these boxes, uh, and uh, so I don't know what variety I took out of there because I didn't. I'm not positive okay. which one that kind of. Okay, I was just curious if that's a good that's a good which, question and problem that gave us a, an interesting because uh, I think more people are faced with that kind of stuff than than we realize. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks, Thanks. Sharon. Okay, thank you. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Lloyd is on the line. Hey there, Lloyd. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? Doing fine. Hope you folks are too. Hey, I'm in what? here west of Kerrville, near Mountain Home, Texas. And okay, you know there's a lot of there's a lot of alkalinity in the soil out here and in the water. And and I'm just wondering in my garden. If I put wood ashes with the high alkalinity there is anyway, would it make a appreciable difference in having the uh, would the uh, wood ashes make an appreciable difference to the pH in the soil? I think it depends on how much, but I I would I would not in our alkaline soil or your alkaline soil. I don't I don't think I'd put wood ashes in the garden. Now, if I was in the east, deep east Texas again, that, uh, we use the okay. uh, ashes all the time. But I, but okay. but you're probably right. It's probably a, you know, it's a question of how much and how alkaline your soil is and how big, how deep your soil reservoir is. But the easiest strategy, I think, is just to find a corner of the yard and where you're not trying to to garden and the discard those ashes there yeah if you spread them if you spread them thin you know you just like calvin said it depends on how much you know if we say yeah go ahead and use them and you put them in there by the train car load uh yeah. it, it may cause a problem but uh there there is a potassium in those wood ashes and uh some some growers have noticed that uh, that uh, the addition of potassium uh, increases coal hardiness a little bit on onions, especially. So uh, a little bit a little bit probably wouldn't be a problem because because the the deal is. Our soil is so buffered, alkaline, that uh, it's hard to change. I, I I don't know what would, I don't know if you could add lime, like they do in East Texas, to an alkaline soil, and if you would significantly, that'd be raise the pH. I don't know yeah, what I'm happens on. if you lime alkaline soil. Well, the, the, the question would be why. Yeah, well, I mean, just yeah. to see if you could raise the alkalinity. If it's buffered against Cause lowering. 
we know that the, you know, there's been lots of experiments and uh, big efforts to acidify the right, soil. Right, right, And they just, that just works temporarily, but not very long. And it's a limited, but, yeah, so you can, uh, you, uh, like Jerry said, you can make a kind of a judgment call. Uh, yeah, I was just easy. thinking maybe it's so alkaline anyway, and adding the wood I don't I don't know the answer to that. Whether you can raise the alkalinity by by uh, adding uh, wood ashes. Well, you could in a container or in a laboratory. Yeah, in a container and a laboratory. Yeah. And you probably yeah. could in a specific place on your soil temporarily, but whether, well, you're well, mixing pretty, it into a volume of stuff. Yeah. That's pretty mm-hmm. much the only negative that you would get, though, from adding wood ashes to a garden, right? It's the increase in alkalinity. Right. The, the, the problem would be uh, raising the alkalinity, raising the pH, and uh, that would make uh, certain elements uh, unavailable. Oh, okay. I got you. The I got the you. the advantage of would be the addition of potassium uh, nutrients to the soil. So okay. I don't I don't I don't like I said I don't know the soil reaction as alkaline as I as buffered as our soil is what it would do with, with wood ashes. Okay. Uh, Oh, I, some, people, I like some some people, I, I think Malcolm Beck was a was a big promoter of. Uh, uh, he he didn't think there was any problem with putting wood ashes in the in the garden, but uh, he that that was uh, that was just obser- observations and uh, not. I didn't, he never did do the pH study on, on that. Which is strange because he did so many. Yeah, many nutrients. That right. Are. Okay. Well, maybe I need to plant no, a row of plants yeah. with uh, a little extra wood ash in it, and a row of the same ones without. It, see what happens. There you go. Yeah, there and then let a, let us know if you see anything different. Okay. All right. Thanks for your help. Bye now. Bye. Hey, two one zero three zero eight. Thank you, sir. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero. 308-8867. I'm trying to confirm something. We had a, a nice listener uh, who was waiting to give blood who uh, was talking to me. His name was Greg. His wife was, this was her 50th blood donation. 50th? Yeah. Wow. 50, I know. I thought so. I thought it was a wow, too. Uh, so thank you to her. I didn't get her name. I don't. I actually I probably did, but I don't remember it. Uh, but he listens to the show all the time, so thank you for listening, Greg, and I'm guessing his wife listens, too, so thank you for listening, too. And he's planting. He's a farmer, uh, but he uh, plants other stuff, and he's got the mineral uh, buckets, I guess. I know I've heard us people have talked about the molasses. Molasses. Yeah, where they... um, I think they put minerals in those buckets, too. Do they? Plastic buckets. Yeah, so he... um, At 20 gallons, I think. He had a great plan, so he does... Like onions around the side, and then he puts tomatoes in the middle. There you go. And uh, he has a lot of success, and he said it's all because of us. 
Okay, he never said the last part, but he implied <laughs> <laughs> that is. Uh, You're getting as bad as Jerry. Yeah, well, what Jerry re- reads those uh, excerpts from the paper uh, sometimes out of my columns. I said, "Wait a minute! I didn't say all that." <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, so thanks. I'm going to get the weather, for, but he said the weather was going to change this week. So I'll bring the weather up in a oh, second. We'll yeah, get to big it. Time. Uh, Judy is on the line at 210-308-8867. And actually, she wants to talk about temperature change. So yeah, we'll I start off with that, and I'll get the weather. What's, sure, what's going on, Judy? Okay, I have one real quick question that won't take you long at all, I'm sure. Then I have this big scientific theoretical question, okay? <laughs> okay, one, I, I know that many things that I've learned to love in the Midwest cannot be grown here unless you're going to make a lot of containers. But what about, I, I recently saw a, a peony tree advertised that it would be able to do better than just a peony bush. What, what do you think about that? I don't think either one I don't, of them No, that. yeah. The, let's see. The, the factors that limit peony growth here, acid, the, the, alkaline, uh, the alkaline soil, soil and yeah. the, but the heat, the heat is heat. the other thing. Heat during yeah. the summer. The hot, hot days and hot nights, too. Yeah, so, so I, I think I, if I did it at all, it had to be in a container in a shaded area then, huh? Well, to get a to that'd be the, that'd be the only yeah, chance you have if it's well, less than 100 degrees daisies? in the shade. I mean, you'd have to grow daisies? it in you'd have to grow in blue blueberry soil. Okay, what about well, Gerber daisies? Would they take a lot of sun, or would they have to be in, start in sun and get more shade as the summer goes by? No, uh, they let a morning sun, yeah, afternoon shade. Morning sun would be. But they Ger- Gerbers are always. Uh, Cool. People, people try to grow them, but... Uh, they grow with that first season. Yeah, they seem to die out after that. Even if they're annuals, huh? Yeah. Well, or they... Sometimes in containers you get them come, coming back and coming back. I have to do containers but, if I'm going to do them at all, then. Huh? Yeah. Well, then the so next you, question is a theoretical one. Yeah, I've been thinking about this for off and on for a long time. You know, there's... Uh, you must have had a lot of studies with this, but... If, if plants somehow can sense when there's going to be a temperature change, remember the old uh, saying was mesquites are the first to bloom in spring. They know that the temperatures are not going to dip too far. And right. uh, how, would, how would that be happening? With, if, if that tree could do that, would other trees be able to sense it as well? Um, what do you, what do you well, think of that? And it's what mainly mesquite is mainly due to uh, like pecans. It uh, it just buds out uh, well, later. Well, know that its temperatures have stopped. stopped then. Is that right? No, it's not watching the temperature, not feeling well, What about like in North see the first flower to bring would be the crocus, see? That was their little harbinger of spring. Well, does the crocus have some innate ability to detect temperature changes? Or it just does, does it? Crocus. Yeah, crocus? Little, yeah, that was well, a... Well, they... Let's see. Is there a... There's mechanisms in fruit trees that they they require a minimum amount of cool weather, cold weather, and you know crocus could be the same. There's some. There's a whole bunch of different mechanisms there that their bulbs have to be refrigerated. Have to have a certain yeah. amount of cold, cold temperature. That's yeah, right. and then the some plants just react to the uh, again just a. The need a certain amount of the cool weather or a uh, 
temperature uh, What are they doing during the pattern? Cool are they are they regrouping down below the ground? Regrouping? Yeah, they're, re- <laughs> they're, they're they're chemists. Well, they're actually mm-hmm. they're uh, chemicals within the plant are reorganizing. Right. We talk about that a lot on the in lawn grass when it gets to be the fall. You know, you f- you fertilize in our fall fertilization, and instead of translating that nitrogen into immediate growth, the plant, the the grass plants are putting it in compounds to store it so that, that it's available for the spring growth. So it can be can be pretty complex. Hmm. Okay. I'll, I'll keep on thinking about this. I might call back another time and ask some more questions. But this yeah, is okay. innately, it, you know, if that were if that would be learned what, what chemical it was, it's sort of like fish that can swim in water that's almost what, below 32, and they have some mechanism, and they're like an antifreeze-type thing in their blood. But if you can find that out, that's going to be applicable to something else. If the plant can detect this, well, how can it? De- how is it de-doing it? You know, uh, right. but if you think it's barometric pressure pushing down, the water is not going to go up the tree. Then, if it, if the barometric pressure is down, the temperatures are tend to be down. Is that correct? I don't know, but I don't know if that uh, where the, the what, pressure, pressure, barometric pressure, pressure uh, figures in there, but it could be one of the mechanisms. I mean, there's. There's so but many it, different, but it goes up and down so often. Yeah. I think that and there's so many plants, so many di- plants with different characteristics and different. Well, you can't reactions. really count on a plant being able to tell what's going to happen. Then, <laughs> well, you know, our tropical plants, they just keep, they just keep growing until the temperature is uh, too low for them to grow. Well, you know, yeah, forty degrees. Their bougainvillea is just. And dropping leaves, you know. I have absolutely no expertise in this at all, so I'm going to just chime right in. Um, and the so you said, and I think you're right. The the plant is using its its best growing methods. So when it feels the soil temperature warm up to something else, to a certain thing, then it says, "Okay, it's time for me to start putting on leaves." How does it feel it? I presume it knows somehow. Does, does, well, how do we know, mesquite, are you saying they don't feel the things? Well, but she, she, she mentioned the, the chemistry. Oh. Some of the, you know, surface compounds, Oh, when they get a certain temperature, they they may they maybe break into other compounds. Oh. But no, you're, I mean, I'm just, I'm just being, uh, it's you're, a, you're ruining my theory is what you're doing. No, but there's there's uh, <laughs> there's lots of ways that they could be reacting. Because you've said that. that about mesquite. When the to- soil temperature reaches a certain temperature, that's when you start to see things, and that's when you can pretty much figure with some certainty that we're past our last freeze when the soil temperature. Yeah. Hey, we got to run, okay? But thank you. <laughs> you bet. All right, good question, though. In fact, there's a book out there. Uh, maybe I'll try to... I'll, uh, the Secret Lives of Plants. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Have you, are you familiar with this? No. Book? Oh, boy. That'll be fun. We'll see if we can't do that. All right. So, oh, we're going to get the author on? I don't or? know. We, we may get a plant on. Oh, We'll okay. see how much I find out about the book. I, I purchased it online. So, all right, 210-308. Oh, you already purchased the book? I, I think so. It was on sale, so I can't remember. Oh, but okay. I'll check. He usually buys things that are in the it had shopping carts. Yeah, that, that's correct. All right, we're going to take a break. While we do, give us a call at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. I'll get you caught up with the weather right after this on 930 AM, The Answer.
Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull 40 Road. On behalf of Millburgers, on behalf of the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center, and on behalf of your South Texas neighbors, thank you for coming out and supporting the blood drive this weekend at Millburgers. It was a big success, and we couldn't have done it without you. If you couldn't come out and you just want to know when the next one is, well, you keep your eyes tuned to millburgernursery.com. Keep visiting and you'll find out all the things that are happening at Millburgers. For instance, you'll find out about the big rodeo fun day at Millburgers on February 16th. Face painting, a petting zoo, pony rides, the Texas weather band playing all kinds of great country western music, food, and the big star, the 2019 Rodeo Tomato. By the way, the Rodeo Tomato will be available, and when you purchase it on the 16th, the proceeds will benefit the Bear County Master Gardeners Youth Gardens Program. For more information, you know where to go, MillburgerNursery.com. Imagine doing one thing that gives you an entirely different perspective about your place in the world. Think it would be worth it? Dennis Prager here inviting you to join me for a 10-day Stand with Israel tour. A tour through the land of Israel in December 2019. Come with me to get first-hand insight into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. Walk the ancient temple steps, sail on the Sea of Galilee, and so many more unforgettable moments. Return home inspired, renewed, and empowered. If you've ever dreamed of seeing Israel, this is your opportunity with expert guides and important lectures at key sites. We'll be together in the comfort and safety of luxurious accommodations the whole time. Join me for a life-changing adventure to give you a renewed sense of purpose. Make 2019 the year you go to the Holy Land. Get complete details and sign up for Stand with Israel 2019 at 930amtheanswer.com. That's 930amtheanswer.com. Hi, this is Barry Hagendorf with Deck and Patio Care at 822-9147. For 23 years, I specialize in sealing all types of weathered decks and patios, also creating the outside room, a combination of custom-built wooden decks and arbors, flagstone patios, outside kitchens, outside fireplaces, and water features, hence the outside room. Look out your window. Do you see a prematurely weathered gray deck? I'll clean and seal it with the best wood preservatives to a natural cedar tone. It really can look new again. Do you have a pebblestone patio driveway or pool deck? I have a process that seals and polishes the rock to a golden wet look. Or maybe you have a flagstone pool deck or patio. I clean to the natural color and seal out water, stopping chipping and flaking. Call 822-9147. I'd like to personally create your outside room or show you how to make your deck, fence, flagstone, or pebblestone look better than new. Call Barry Hagendorf, Deck and Patio Care. I'm in the yellow pages, 822-9147. Hey, this is Bob Olszewski. Thanks for listening to Plugged In. It's good to see what I found. Something written on the guard. Put it into Google Translate. Means sort of awful. In the movie The Kid Who Would Be King, a London schoolboy named Alex pulls a battered sword out of a crumbling concrete block. And suddenly he has more than school bullies to worry about. This latest reimagining of the King Arthur legend is chock full of magic, silliness, and sword swinging action. And thanks to some fiery undead knights that rise out of the ground, it can be a little creepy too. But this pick trumpets a solid lesson of unity and bravery in the face of worldly malice. So I'll give The Kid Who Would Be King a three and a half out of five for family friendliness. For more info, check out PluggedIn.com slash radio. Plugging you into the movies, I'm Bob Olaszewski for Focus on the Family's Plugged In Movie Review.
to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. All right, our phone number, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Hey, the blood drive goes on today until 2.30. They, they're going to stay uh, and uh, keep uh, doing donations. So if you want to come on out, come on out. We've made this a big success. So come on out and make it even a bigger success. I'm eager to hear the numbers tomorrow uh, because we had a lot of people that signed up on the, on the uh the website and a lot of people that were just coming. Even when I was back there the first time, uh, there were about three or four that had signed up online and about three or four that just had showed up because they had heard about it. So. And you, Milton, you said there, there's two. There's uh, two buses, yes. Buses there, so yeah, they can, they can move a lot of people. Yeah. All right, I promised I'd give you the weather. So today, 20% chance of showers, a high near 62. I'm guessing that high near 62 has happened. I'm not sure yet, but yeah. All right, so this evening, a 40% chance of showers. Oh, 40%? 40%, yeah. Patchy fog after 3 3 a.m. Otherwise, mostly cloudy with a low around 46, so not too bad. Uh, East-southeast winds becoming around 5 miles per hour, becoming calm later in the morning. Patchy fog before 8 a.m. Otherwise, tomorrow morning, mostly sunny with a high near 66. This is, by the way, off weather.gov. Want to give credit. Uh, high near 66 nice. tomorrow. That's yeah, tomorrow be nice. will be nice with a northwest wind around 5 miles per hour, so a nice breeze oh, yeah. from the north, easy-going breeze, gentle on our minds. And we'll be out on the porch. We'll be on the porch tomorrow, yes. And we'll be doing the show live. Make Charles happy. Yes. 66 we can hey, do. Hey, let's get Charles temper up and, and move inside tomorrow. <laughs> you know, nothing makes him, you know, <laughs> nothing creates a more wonderful situation than watching Charles angry. All right. Uh, that's, oh, well, wow. He'll wave his hands. Yes, it just <laughs> and will be. The phone we'll, we'll, and the radio quit yeah. working. Uh, it's Sunday, the uh, high is near 69, so it's even nicer. Sunday night, it starts to drop with a low around 36 and uh, the becoming breezier with uh, wind gusts as high as 30 miles per hour. Then, um, yeah, 30, 36 degrees with 30 mile an hour winds on your tomato yeah. transplants would be a little tough. Yeah, yeah. see, there you go. And uh, mostly sunny on Tuesday, high near 51. I'm trying to figure, here it is. Tuesday night, low around 33, winds 5 to 10 miles per hour. Uh, high near 55 on Wednesday, low around 40. So Tuesday, it looks like it's close to freezing, and then it comes back up again. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, that's that's better than the, the one in the paper. Yeah, is it? Uh, had, it had it had it down to 32. Yeah. Uh, uh, Greg said he had heard it down to about into the upper 20s again, or 31. Yeah. So, uh, well, this is weather.gov. You know, they it's, they it's, don't they don't know what that. Uh, polar stuff that arctic stuff uh gonna do you know how big a yeah. chunk is gonna come down here well that steve brown that used to be his big thing as he'd watch for those arctic yeah i mean and, and it'd be like seven or ten days before it got down here mm-hmm. he's, he's, you can count on this you know he kind of made me worried too because uh they predicted him 10 days out two huh. two ten days two weeks out when they when they're Arctic. Well, front. did you see the notice that the uh, in the in the newspaper every day they sh- they show the na- national low temperature, mm-hmm. and it's kind of shifted from uh, 
Idaho and Colorado. Now it's over in Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, minus yeah. 46. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, They're talking extremely cold. And, and cotton, Minnesota is another one that was uh, uh, hitting it. But in, now International Falls, now generally the rest of the winter you would expect. That'll be one of the coldest. Yeah, they'll, they're saying it's going to be dangerously cold up there. Yeah, I would say so. Actually, uh, just to let you all know, I have it in our contracts that if it gets minus 46 or below, we can be inside. Really? All right. <laughs> I appreciate that, Matt. <laughs> all right. But what do they do? They pick us up and uh, no. move, move our frozen bodies inside. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 210-308-8867. We just got a couple minutes left. 210-308-8867. What's going on, Bobby? You want to you want to you want to say hi while we got a couple minutes? Sure. Yeah, let's go. This is, this is hey, world famous Bobby Stotzenberger. The world famous yes, legend. The legend lives. Well, Tilly just thinks he. Hey, yeah, Tilly loves you. Hi, Tilly. Now, do you garden at all? Bobby does the uh, high school football broadcasts on our station, on other stations. Which used to be played on grass, really nice, TIFF 419 grass. Yeah, listen to him. He I, knows his grass. I know, <laughs> but you don't see grass anymore. Oh. Really? On high school bo- fields? No, all you get is the turf. Oh. I want to see that beautiful green grass. Don't you guys like does that Does it make better? a difference? I mean, so. You mean is it artificial turf, or what are you talking about? Most, most every field, when we, when we go to a high school football game. Yeah. Nowadays, here in 2019, the last five, six years, yes. we celebrate when we see a grass football field. How many are left? You, not very many. Really? The one, uh, in San Antonio, Antonian High School okay, has a grass a football field. field. But that, that's strange because back in the days when I was involved in water conservation, oh. say 15 years ago, that was always an issue when we get into drought restrictions, you know. Only you can only water once a week. Well, that's not adequate because the kids are playing on the turf. Yeah. So they we always had they'd always have to have a special dispensation, and uh, all of them all of them seem to have grass at that point. And most of the NFL fields still do, but that the TIF four nineteen that yeah. Bermuda grass. I I built a field in Universal City. Yeah. And we're almost out of time. I know it was a great field. I loved it. I would love to see more grass football fields. Uh, now they're getting turf it, baseball fields. Oh, it amazes is, me that you actually. I would expect that's this my to, gardening knowledge. You did great, man. All right, we're saying goodbye for today. Thanks to Al back at the station, despite some difficulties, doing a great job keeping us on the air. And thanks to you for listening. I'm Milton Glick. We will see you tomorrow back here at the nursery, uh, at 1604 on Boulevardy Road on 9:30 a.m. This is the answer. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. 
Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.